Arise, shine, for your light has come. Good words. Happy thoughts. Any idea when these words were spoken? They were spoken by Isaiah to Israel when Israel had just returned from exile in Babylon. Imagine if you've been driven from your home, you've been lived away for a very long time, and you come back, and everything in your house and everything in your city that's of any value whatsoever is now gone. You have basically nothing. Sound familiar? <laughs> Some of us right now feel like, ah, I've got nothing. And Isaiah says, arise, shine, for your light has come. God's glory will come to you. God's glory will be with you. And kings will come to the brightness of your dawn. What do you think of Isaiah right now? What do you think? Somebody says that to you. What do you think? What have you been smoking? Yeah, like, thanks, sit down. This is not the time for stargazers. This is not the time for dreamers. This is a time for serious people with serious ideas to help us out. Don't we do that? We turn inward, things get bad, and we just, we hunker down and we become one of those little, um, one of those bugs that crawls in a little ball, those potato bugs or whatnot. We turn inward and we say, I've, you know, this is all I've got. What are those called? Roly polies. Roly polies. That's it. Roly polies. It's been a while. Everybody has a different name for the bug, okay? We know what it is. Don't listen to me. You don't, I don't have to tell you that anyway, right? Arise, shine, your light has come. What do you mean has come? Israel had just come back from exile. When did the kings arise? When did they come? Was Israel great? Was Israel powerful? Israel was occupied again by the Romans. The Romans are probably worse than the Babylonians. This doesn't make a lick of sense. I need you to understand this because the words are happy, 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 happy. And it's easy to read them and think, oh, this is happy, happy, happy. And the people are thinking, why are you saying this? Why in the world would you preach good news now? Now's the time when you start blaming somebody for why we got in this mess. No, maybe not. And the interesting thing is, Isaiah says very clearly, it is not Israel that gets Israel out of its mess. Who gets Israel out of Israel's mess? Yeah, it's up the food chain, significantly up the food chain. God is the one who rebrings glory to Israel. There are so many churches right now who look back to the 1950s when they were big and everyone came and we were in Christendom where that was 
you know, people just like, we're a Christian nation, da-da-da-da-da. And, and everybody felt great. And they longed for those days. If we get back there again, do you know why we'll get back there again? Will it be because the pastor preached some really great sermons and the stewardship committee did a really great plan and then the membership did a really great drive? Partly. <laughs> you still got to pay me, okay? But no. It's because God's light will shine again. And that's the confession. We can do everything right and still not make it work. We can do everything wrong and have it go great. That's the part I really love. I mean, there are certain times when I just, I do everything wrong in a sermon, and someone will go and say, oh, I needed to hear that. Well, it wasn't me, I'm telling you. Because I blew about everything I could possibly think of in a sermon. I've done that and have people go, oh, I needed to hear that today. Thank you so much. Everyone else is going, why was he saying? But somebody got what they needed. Why? Because God works in our lives that way. Tammy was in a tailspin. She had no reason. You brought it up. You got no reason to think that, you know, your life is going to turn around. None. And suddenly, you know, God says, Tammy, get back to church. You know, Tammy hears some fool pastor say, we need someone to run AV. Oh, I can do that. Tammy makes a difference. And her life has turned around, not because the pastor said to do something and, and she did it, but because she believed that there was something out there that makes people get on a journey and ride their camels. How long did this journey take? Does anybody know? A journey that, that these three dudes, actually, I need to dispel a couple things. First of all, we don't know how many wise men there were. It simply says wise men came bringing gold, frankincense, and myrrh and the idea is that no man will bring more than one gift. So, because we're cheap. And so there must have been three of them. There might have been six. There might have been two. We don't know. It just says men, so that's plural. Okay, so we don't really know. Um, and what it says is that when they don't return to Herod, Herod says, uh-oh, and he, he goes, sends in the soldiers to kill every child two years and under. So this journey took a while. Took a while. It said the star appeared at his birth. So we, show, we have the king show up on Christmas because it looks great. But they're really two different stories. The kings are in Matthew. The shepherds are in Luke. They're two very different stories. But we put them together because it's fun. But for this story today, these kings looked up, saw a star, and said, huh. I don't care whether it's because they looked in the sky and they saw a star and said, well, that's different. I'm going to follow it. Or something, God put something in their heart and said, something just happened and you need to go find it out because there's some enlightenment that's happening. There's light that just came into the world and you need to track it down. A light is starting to shine in the darkness. Don't you want to find out where that light is? And they follow the light. We all know when that happens. And sometimes, 
the great thing about yesterday, I had a memorial service yesterday, and, and the woman was clearly just a delightful, delightful, delightful woman, and she was not the sharpest knife in the drawer. She got a parking ticket, and she said, you know, she wanted to fight the ticket because the parking meter was clearly dead. And her dad said, what do you mean? She said, it said expired. <laughs> the parking meter was dead. I was at a dead parking meter. How can you give me a ticket for parking with a dead parking meter? It said expired right there on the meter. Dad said, uh, you, you need to just pay the fine and realize the way parking meters work is different than you think. And she was, she was lovely. I mean, she thought she was Peter Pan. She almost jumped out of the window when she was young. But I mean, she was, her spirit was young. She was always young. And everyone around her laughed, and she was filled with joy. And the gift that she brought into this world was just magic. She would have followed that star. She would have followed the star when everyone was like, what are you doing? And then you show up and you see a child and you give, you know, something very valuable. Why would you do this? Think about it rationally. Why would, what possible sense does it make to do this? Doesn't make any sense. Most of the things we do in this life that really make us feel good don't make a lick of sense. Having children doesn't make a lick of sense. You know, think back, look back. No sense whatsoever. And yet, it's the best thing we can possibly do. It screws up your sleep, you know, you're going to go poor, you know, all of these things. And yet, it just is glorious. Yeah, right there, right there. Pictures of these precious little things. The sermon title is, What Gifts Do We Bring? And I want you to think about your life, and I want you to think, what gifts do you give back to God? What gifts do you bring? And some of these gifts need to be absolutely illogical. And they may be the result of an illogical impulse, and it may be the most important thing you ever do in your entire life. That's the way it works. This thing upstairs is a, is a highly overrated organ, I know, because I like mine a lot, and it just it leads me down bad places all the time. But this one in your heart, as long as your heart and your head kind of sink a little bit so you're not doing really dumb things, if you do that and you give and you follow the star when you see it's rising, wow. What I see happening in this church right now is there's, I, I see little bits of light, and they, and they, and they flash and they flash, and people get ideas, and, and we're getting all of these different little, little bits of light around. And, and, and there's a little excitement that maybe we're really kind of going somewhere, and there's some maybe fears like, well, maybe we're not going anywhere. But who ultimately brings us that light? Okay? And if we follow that light, I guarantee you good things will happen. Chris and Jen came and were, were, didn't know whether or not it was appropriate to really talk about these kids that they had taken on in, you know, South Central L.A. 
who, you know, they can't go two blocks without the gangbangers, you know, maybe killing them. And is it selfish for them to bring this to the church? Well, it has blessed this church a hundredfold. Everything we've given those kids has come back and blessed us a hundredfold. I guarantee it. And it works that way when you bring gifts to God. It just does. I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know the mechanics of it. I certainly don't know the mathematics of it. We need Phil to talk about that later. But it works in our lives when we shine the light we've been given. And so this year, if you get woken up at night with an idea, or you get woken up in the morning, and it's like maybe this is the gift I'm supposed to give to the world, to your church, to your family, to wherever that might be, give that gift. And by all means, look up. Look at the stars, look at the flowers. Arleth isn't here. Arleth would say, look at the flowers. Okay. Look at the light inside, the enlightenment that's happening in your life, and say, that's the gift. I need to follow that star. I will continue to follow that star. I will, and there is a gift that I will give. And if we do that, I tell you what. Elaine Marmon, who died and we remembered yesterday. Again, she was just somebody that, th this room was filled with people who just couldn't stop talking about her. Not because she was the brightest. <laughs> she wasn't. But she just lived. She just lived. And helped everyone else live. And that's the gift that we bring to God, is life. And it's a gift we get back a hundredfold. And that's good news. Amen.